Another day, another beer. Five, four, three, two, are you ready? Everybody, this is your boy Kraus, and I'm here with Rig as usual. How are you doing, buddy? I'm doing well today. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. And once again, welcome to Bloated. We are actually joined in the studio today by our new producer. Uh, his name is Joseph Quinlan. You may have heard him before. How are you guys doing today? We're doing good. Uh, I I am well. Doing personally well. I'm doing well myself. But um, I can't I can't speak. I can't speak for anybody else um, that. Yeah, that intro was brought to you by um, Butch himself and uh, the mastermind behind the behind the sound. Thank you. It looks like a pretty great format you guys have. And uh, I'd like to just contribute in any way I can. It's important to note that our boy uh, Joseph Cullen, a.k.a. Butch, uh, he's a member, the only member of a band called Clean Risk. And uh, they're going to be coming out with some pretty solid, solid tracks in the next couple months. And uh, you would do yourself an absolute favor uh, if you followed him on the various social medias. You definitely do not want to miss a single release from this guy. Oh, thank you, Kraust. But anyway, like I said, this is Floated. It is your boy, Rig and Kraust. We're here talking about the things that matter. In fact, this is our official 2018 year in review. I hope you're ready because we got an absolute banger of an episode for you. Rig, yeah, tell me I'm wrong. I, I would if I were a liar. I'm not, so <laughs> I can't say that. We would have brought to you this uh, year review closer to the end of 2018 if we had a podcast back then. But we didn't. So you're going to get it now. Yeah. The funny thing, actually, though, about this year in review, we are coming to you. What um, what we are a week away from from the Grammys. Ooh, I didn't know that. Um, Joe, I'm going to need you. I'm going to need you to weigh in. What is Grammys next week or is that the week after? Either way, it doesn't matter because it's yeah. an absolute dumpster fire this year. <laughs> As it has been for quite some time. Uh, this is not it's not news to anybody. No. If you want any evidence as to uh, why or any sort of how, how you say uh, evidence for the Grammys being an absolute dumpster fire this year, we actually have a soundtrack to a movie nominated for album of the year. What, what's that? A soundtrack is one in, in our lifetime. You don't, do you know what soundtrack that is? It's a good soundtrack. It better be Spider-Man too, because if it's if it's not, I'm gonna <laughs> be I'm gonna be living. No, it was actually the soundtrack to Oh Brother Where Art Thou. It won album of the year. I mean, I love that movie. I I I don't know. I I can't remember the technical song off that. Listen, I'll take I'll take a man of constant sorrow over anything Kendrick Lamar has ever put out. <laughs> Which you know I've heard you know. Some some of the tracks on that 
uh, on that record absolutely slap and definitely deserve the props that they uh, are going to go ahead and get. However, yeah. Album of the year. You lost my vote, buddy. That's a, that's a bad one to begin with. (laughs) (laughs) That that is a stretch though. um, To be honest. Um, But I think that if any album should have won or any soundtrack album should have won album of the year, easily Spider-Man two, uh, <laughs> just an absolute hot banger. Hot take alert. Yeah. Hot take alert. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, but anyway, all right. So we got a great show for you and, um, I think it might be about time to, uh, tap this thing. Anybody uh, agree with me? <laughs> there it is. Yeah. <sighs> all right. Cool. Sounds good. And uh, as always, I would like to remind all of our listeners to uh, drink Celestial. All right. The first thing I wanted to start us off uh, with today is uh, what are what are you, your guys' favorite memes of 2018? Memes of 2018. Meme, memes that came out in 2018 and were... We talking, uh, we talking like, uh, like format, meme formats, 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 definitely exploitable, exploitable topics for, for, for memes. Well, I, I mean, memes like memes are there are internet pictures that say things. Good point. Well made. <laughs> um, no, I, I'm talking about, uh, like meme ideas. So the, my favorite meme, I'll kick it off. Uh, I wanted to talk about was the. NPC meme or the non-player character meme. Um, yeah, I'm with you on that one. Let's go ahead. It it just like exploded. I can't remember when it was originated. I think it was October. Um, but basically, the premise of the NPC meme was saying that uh, a non-player character in a game like Dungeons and Dragons will have functions uh, put into uh, their actions and if certain actions and certain things uh, equal a reaction from the NPC so they have loaded uh, characteristics and loaded arguments loaded things they say and uh, it was just a very good characterization of liberals not even just liberals though it was, it was anyone that had a groomed and critiqued response. Well, no, what? Yeah, exactly. What it comes down to is like they're told they're told what to say, and they kind of just act based on that. I think a better a better example. I mean, not a lot of people uh, play Dungeons and Dragons, but however, a lot of people definitely played like the um, the Zelda the Zelda games oh, true. Know, from back in the day. Yeah. So let's say like you're playing as as Link or whatever, and you're going through and. Uh, you're talking to like the shopkeeper or the person just standing on the side of the street as you're like walking through, you press a to talk to them and they have like a formulated response that they, that they, that they say, and you can choose what to say to them. And they have a formulated response based on what you say to them. Yeah. So I think that that probably covers it in a little more relatable layman's terms. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I mean, I don't even play much D and D myself. I just recognize NPC as uh, coming from D and D. I mean, I don't know. I just, I just like that because it it encapsulated at least 2018, if not 
uh, before uh, 2018, like since I don't know, probably 2014. Um, it has been, it has just been the ultimate characterization of the public discourse. And there have just been some beauties of memes to come out of that, that format. There are a lot of memes last year that, that I saw like a ton of, like there would be like two weeks of where everyone's just doing the same meme. Uh, like the change my mind meme or like the moth. That's the thing. That's kind of been a trend for the last like two years or so. Um, and of course it's, it's still fairly recent as far as like when you look at chronology, but like it's kind of been a thing for a decent amount of time where you got like a meme format that goes out and then you burn it to the ground in a couple months. I'm sorry. Yeah. By months. I mean, like days, minutes. weeks. <laughs> they're they're hot and, minutes. And, and I think and I think and I think the reason why um, my boy Rig picked the NPC meme as as uh, as a front runner or or a, a gold medalist is because that it lasted much longer than any of the other sort of formats or topics that normally you know go along with the 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 whole meme format yeah so like take 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 like the the guy um from early 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 in the year probably like february or march the the guy at the grill who's like sprinkling seasoning or whatever that meme that meme blew up and then died in a matter of weeks whereas the npc meme like we're still seeing we're still seeing npc memes going up yeah, like it's like it depends on like how the like how open to uh, creativity the meme the the basic s- structure of the meme itself is like the um, I like the is this a pigeon meme right you can yeah you can take any stereotype and perpetuate it in that meme um, you know like the best one out of that one is the they put a basic white girl over the guy. And then he's pointing at uh, astrology. And then uh, the question is, is this a character trait? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be a floated show without a Blink 182 reference very early right. on. Uh, <laughs> one of my favorites is, uh, you know, um, I'm not going to toot my own horn, but this is some OC of mine. Um for those of you just turning in, OC is uh, original content. <laughs> but um, in place of the guy is a photo of Mark Hoppus from Blink-182, the guy who wrote the song Damn It by Blink-182. And uh, on the <laughs> on the, uh, on the butterfly, on the butterfly. <laughs> All right. Long story short, on the butterfly, it's being here too long. To face this on my own. And that's Mark Hoppus saying, is this growing up? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. I feel we have lingered. We have lingered here too long. (laughs) (laughs) To face this on my own. (laughs) Well worth it. Well, um, (laughs) let's go ahead and grow up with our first segment of our 2018 year in review. And that's going to be albums 
music music that came out in 2018 so i put together a little list for you guys um i've got my top 10 list of the year but we're not going to go into that necessarily uh because i want to just like drop five artists slash records that um you definitely need to if you haven't experienced them yet from 2018 you definitely got to go back and uh give yourself the opportunity to listen to them and so in no particular order i'm just going to go ahead and uh start us off if there if i have no uh, objections from the crew go for it so i'm going to start off with a little band called the struts now this band they released their first album in the UK in 2015, right? And they made it big in the States the year after with their, al- with their first album. Shoot, what was that first album called? Uh, Everybody Wants. Everybody Wants, thank you. Uh, they basically kind of jumped into the mainstream eye as this English rock band uh very much queen-esque and i said this a couple i said this back when they first were like starting to get big i was like if they continue along the trajectory that they're currently at luke spiller could go down luke spiller is their uh lead singer he could go down as being our generation's uh freddie mercury if he if if they if they keep it up um about year and a half ago saw them live and uh but you can weigh in you were there yeah oh uh they weren't though they just sort of (laughs) quit after two after like three songs three songs they just kind of quit what do you mean and they didn't play their number one song Well, they didn't play any of their number ones they didn't get they didn't get to it like they had what they had like a 45 minute set they quit after three songs it was boring enough for us to kind of talk during it. And then at some point we turned like, wait, are they gone? Where did they go? Right. Oh, it's probably like an inter- intermission. No, they didn't play. No, they were. They, they didn't play their, their big they song. Just up, they just up and left. Yeah. And we there was no, happened. no, was that, no explanation given. So. No. So. Wow. There wasn't any goodbye. Thank you, St. Louis. Or this is our last song. Nothing. They just. Left the stage. Yeah. And yeah, I know it was weird. It was very weird. And the thing is that soured me, that soured me on the struts for a long time. And then last year they, they released, they finally released their second album and uh, it's, it's, it's called, it's called young and dangerous. And I am absolutely 100% back on the struts bandwagon. If you have not listened to this album yet, I tell you what, you are missing out. It is awesome. They're back on my radar and I will definitely go see them again. I'll give them the benefit of the doubt on the, re- uh, on the show that I saw. Moving forward, now this is a, not only a uh, record that came out in uh, 2018, but a band that actually uh, sort of came into its own during 2018 and this band and by band i mean it's one dude this is i'm talking of course about horror folk punk band amigo the devil 
they released two two records in 2018. Uh, the first one came out in the spring, and it was really oh, just regular Drake's. <laughs> and it was. <laughs> Why is everybody doing this? I can't release a record in five years, and they put two out in a year. All right, all right, all right, <laughs> buddy. No, they were uh, basically uh, back in March. They released a um, essentially a compilation of all the EPs that they put out over the past like year or so. And um, so it's basically like a three-part album, and it's just called Volume One. Um, uh, definitely a uh, auspicious title for 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 a debut album. Um, I I actually had the great opportunity to meet this guy um, at. Oh, is this your buddy? This your friend? He's, well, I mean, I I like to think of us as buddies. I don't think he would return the sentiment, but that's all right. Cross, cross. Um, yeah, this isn't a pitch your buddy hour. You never pitch your friend's music. He's not my bu- he's not my buddy. I mean, like I said, I wish we could be buddies, but it's basically he's just like this big, big dude, big old, great big bushy beard, and. uh yeah, no, and he just plays like folk music, but like he sings about like serial killers and stuff. So it's spooky horror folk. <laughs> that's the only. That's the only way that I can. Uh, He's that's a the only way that I can describe it. But um, as far as songs go, if you want to just like get yourself get yourself into it, I would go ahead and listen to his song uh, "Dahmer Does Hollywood." Great title. It's the first song I ever heard by him. It's the first song off volume one. And it's basically just about this guy that moves from Wisconsin to LA to go ahead and start this like murder cult. Wow. <laughs> and it's just like so over the top. It's hilarious. But it's also like really well done. You it's obviously absurdist, but you don't feel like it's absurdist because you're just like, oh, yeah, okay. It's, it's just a story about this guy. So, so there we go. That was Amigo the Devil. Two albums, volume one, and everything is fine. I would recommend listening to volume one first, obviously, so you can get a feel for it. Whereas everything is fine is more of like an actual album start to finish it's got a it's got good progression next um i'm gonna go with a band called settle your scores settle your scores is an easy core band a la four years strong or uh a day to remember and uh basically if you like that kind of music obviously i understand that uh there's a limited fan base for this kind of music however you're into it at all i would recommend settle your scores the album is called uh better luck tomorrow uh they have released music in the past however better luck tomorrow was their first major label release so they're actually like in the public eye now and um it starts off with a song called on the count of three Thing about thing about this record is it's got one of the best opening tracks as an opening track that I've ever heard. And it also 
closes out with one of the best closing tracks of any album. So just listen to the first track. If it's not your style, it's not your style. And that's fine. But you're an idiot. Okay. Because it's a really great record. Rude. (laughs) Next. I'm going to go with um, one more. One more to really round out this list. This one is something that uh, I really don't think that anybody would have necessarily known about if you weren't like paying attention to it. But there was a song from what? 2002, I believe it's called my own worst enemy by a band called lit lit. Everybody knows this song. No one necessarily knows that it's by a band called lit because like they were a one hit wonder from the either late nineties or early two thousands. Right. However, this last year, 2018, they released an album for the first time in probably 10 years. And it is absurdly good. Really? I don't know how else to. Yeah. It's basically they. We all know my own worst enemy. It's kind of like, you know, your, your classic late nineties, early two thousands pop punk, but their new album. Oh yeah. No, don't get me wrong. Like it's a great song. Would you say the the new album is lit? (laughs) Oh no. Uh, Stretching. Yeah. Here's the thing about that. Bush just got fired. (laughs) (laughs) no but um it's called it's called it's called these are the days and uh it is incredible it's basically like it's almost like uh country rock Hmm. you know like i don't know how else to explain it besides that but They're, they're changing up or what so it doesn't sound anything like the no, style. No, that's on the thing. That's the thing. It's not punk. Oh, that's, that's the thing. Odd. It's weird. Yeah. Oh, okay. And I'm glad that I'm glad that we're bringing this up. Something that everybody should be aware of. Um, I would just say go ahead and listen to uh, "I Could Be Wrong." Would be a great track to listen to. Just decide if you want to listen to the rest of the album. And um, sounds like the anthem to your life. <laughs> No, it's not like the anthem to my life because I am wrong all the time. <laughs> so there's no. There's well, ain't that the truth? <laughs> there's no, uh, no. No. That's the first true thing you said all day. Ow! <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, just going to go ahead and do a quick. Um, no, no, I, I'm done with the ones that I really want to talk about. I just want to run, uh, go through a quick list. Um, <laughs> what are the ones you don't want to talk about? <laughs> well, <laughs> let's talk about those. <laughs> All right. Frank Turner, be more kind. <laughs> that was horrible. Listen, you want to talk about albums released by artists that I absolutely adore. Freaking Fall Out Boy released an album this year too, <laughs> but we're not gonna talk about that. Feels like they released no. at least an album a year now, and it probably is. I was gonna say, Krause, no, na- neighborhood I mean, came out in 2011. It's been a minute for Fall Out Boy since their last yeah. one. 
just is still too. But soon. like, oh my god! Well, the, what they decided to do with this, they decided to be like, all right, we're an EDM band now. <laughs> always a great decision. Was, yeah, always, always. Make, always, always. make after at least five studio albums. Just make that decision. Hey, you know what? Five <laughs> studio albums. We have a lot of success. Let's switch it up, guys. Let's do EDM. Hey, I hear dubstep's a thing in 2018. <laughs> Let's do it. Do you know how we can connect with our youths? EDM. <laughs> EDM. <laughs> um, no, but um, if you haven't, if you haven't listened to Frank Turner's "Be More Kind" yet, um, good for you. Like you, you, you already are. You're doing a very good job so far. <laughs> you avoided. Oh, it, it wasn't. It wasn't good. Bad train wreck. I know, and I know um, our new our new producer Joseph Quinlan. He uh, we uh, we kind of butt heads on uh, music mm-hmm. taste every Frequently. once in a while. Like band uh, artists that were like, there's a couple artists out there uh, that either one of us are pretty into, but the other one uh, just absolutely does not vibe with. For example, um, you may have heard of this oh, crappy band. Uh, radio head <laughs> first of all oh stupid gosh. name <laughs> it's not it's not like Peter it's, like, it's like they were it's like they were uh playing a game where they trying to come up with a band name and they're just naming things around the room <laughs> radio head i love lamp <laughs> pencil <laughs> pencil kick you know what that's actually a really good point yeah, I hate their music too. Now it, it, barely, it barely beat out it. Barely, it barely beat out alarm clock as their. It barely beat out sock drawer as their as their, as their, album, as their band name. A close second was sock drawer, sock drawer and checkbook. You know. And actually, <laughs> I actually uh, have on on, uh, on on a good faith that uh, hey uh, wait actually unrelated uh, Butch what's uh what's Radiohead singer's name is like Tom York oh Tom York Tom York that's that guy I actually have it on good faith that Tom York used his uh, his veto chip on Radiohead because he was really. Really pushing for sock drawer. <laughs> but, ah, but darn it, he was outvoted. And now we know Radiohead. That's the band it is today. Unfortunately. But, um, shoot, but yeah, uh, yeah, like we were saying, um, I hate Radiohead. Because they're awful, and I'm a sm- and I'm a smart guy. <laughs> oh, but all right, Joseph. Joseph. Uh, yeah, it took you a while to get to your hates, point. <laughs> hates Frank Turner. And he doesn't even really hate Frank Turner. No, he no, just no, really no, never no, actually no. I never heard Frank Turner. Right, because yeah. he's so not way a smart different guy. than what you're saying. What kind of name is Frank? <laughs> it's just like it's actually pronounced. <laughs> Frank. I'm, pretty, I'm pretty sure it's, he was born. Sure somebody Frank. walked in with a hot dog. <laughs> His name is Frank. Beef. He, Frank. he wasn't named by the by the members of Radiohead. 
<laughs> yeah. yeah, like his parents were smarter than, than Tom York. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, they didn't look out around the room. They just said, what does an about a middle-aged man's name sound like? Frank. <laughs> yeah. That's called also call an eight-year-old I'm Frank. Not, this is not me. This is not me hating on Frank Turner. Because I am a big fan. I've seen him live a couple times. Um, one of which being a secret show he played at in, in Fort Worth. Uh Three years ago now, shoot, man, that was a while ago. Listen, this guy, I mean, he, and he's not only a great musician, not only a great singer, great, great guitar player. He's just a fun dude to chill with. And he's uh, an absolute unit he as well. He's ridiculously tall. <laughs> he's like seven feet tall. <laughs> just the absolute lad. Yeah. And, uh, and he definitely can hold his booze. He took a bunch of shots with him before he went on stage and, uh, played a great show. <laughs> so, um, wait, so I know nothing about Frank Turner. Is, is this for real? Somebody, you know, or just was that this was this event that you hung out? I wouldn't at? say I know him. I just happened to meet him. It's the same situation with, uh, his friend that made the horror folk album <laughs> yeah right right <laughs> they were actually they're actually in the, they were in the same room they, they both did shots <laughs> yeah amigo the devil is coming out with his own branded tequila go figure <laughs> <laughs> yeah and when when cross was saying that he was doing shots with frank turner he was doing shots by himself and frank turner was doing shots <laughs> At the other end of the bar, Frank Turner is my, Frank Turner is my imaginary friend that I bring out whenever I want to drink, but nobody wants to drink with me. <laughs> Frank Turner, Frank Turner is a, a doll that Cross carries around with him in his pocket, so he doesn't have to drink alone. Hey, you're right. I hate Frank Turner. <laughs> Dude, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta get Cross away from Frank. <laughs> We need to separate them. He is a bad influence. I'll give you that. <laughs> All right. Before we end this segment, I do got to let you know that uh, my girl, uh, well, I mean, she, she is my girl. Uh, Joseph may uh, counter, counter me on that. <laughs> no, this is my girl, Phoebe Bridgers. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Joe got quiet yeah, right I'm there. Excited. <laughs> as soon as I said Phoebe Bridgers. She released an EP with um, uh, Julian Baker and Lucy Doggis, and it's called Boy Genius. And their their group together is called Boy Genius as well. So it's a it's a eponymous release. Um, it was very good. Uh, here's the thing. It was pretty good. The the, the Phoebe Bridgers heavy tracks are awesome me and my dog oh everything else still pretty good me and my dog is a great yeah, song check out me and my dog listen to that because i don't think the album the ep starts with a phoebe song so you want to start with the phoebe song no you just listen there. to the whole yeah. thing it's fine me and my dog is track two if i remember correctly just beautiful texture in that song okay sound nerd yeah just wanted to throw it out there so um that's all I got for music from 2018. There was more, but um, we can leave it. We'll leave it in the comment section for what 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 else what else is worth noting. Yeah, I mean, I just wanted to throw one out there. Um, 
just the the my favorite that came to mind was another eponymous album uh, from the group Kids See Ghosts releasing Kids See yeah. Ghosts. Um, okay, yeah, Kanye, you can absolutely Kanye West and uh, Kate Cuddy. So I guess now uh, it is a uh, you like that more than Yay? Um, I don't know because uh, I, I, I did more. You like the A more? Um, yeah, I just want. I also think I gave him more listens, so it's okay. not really fair. I guess. Yeah, I mean, I liked both of them like immensely, um, and I thought they were both great albums. Um, I think I listened to uh, Ghost Town a hundred, fifty, two hundred times, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but then again, on the same on the same hand, I listened to Reborn probably the same amount of the same amount of times yeah you know it definitely those were those were uh my favorite tracks off those albums yeah, both are, are definitely albums you can listen to over and over but mostly because they're so short but they were built as albums like oh yeah like i mean they like count, they were they full count albums, as albums but they were only 20 they were minutes like long 32 minutes or something yeah but it was part of what kanye was doing with like tiana taylor and nas and uh, Pusha T, yeah, which is like an album a week for like five weeks. Actually, yeah, and I and I did this uh, after they had all, all come out. I just did a playlist and I put it on shuffle of all of those albums, and it's pretty solid all the way through. Because obviously Kanye produced all of them, and there you could easily just shuffle all of those albums together because they're they're pretty short. Um, makes a good mix. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just wanted to throw those two albums, or I guess the, the one, but yay, uh, kind of comes along with it. I just wanted to throw those into the mix just because they were probably my favorite albums of 2018. And honestly, yay is going like straight up my uh, favorite mm-hmm. albums sure. from Kanye. And like I said last week, uh, two, three of my favorite albums of all time or two, I guess our uh, Kanye album. So yeah. Okay. All right. So we're going to take a short break and we'll be right back to you with rig giving you uh rig. What, what, what are you giving them? What are you giving them? Um, I'm going to give them movies from 2018 that you should see or that honestly that I need to see. Cause one of them on there is one I still need to see. SMH. All right, either way, we'll be right back. <laughs> hey, and we're back to floated. So, we're going to get going on uh, movies that came out in 2018 that you probably saw. Um, but we're going to we're going to start it off uh, with a true story uh, movie. Um, this is oh shoot, Incredibles two? <laughs> not not yet. Um, God darn it! When is it going to be Incredibles two time? <laughs> <laughs> We're going to start off with Beautiful Boy, uh, directed by Felix Van Graningen, I think is how it's pronounced. And no, this isn't uh, the story of Zach Krause because it's not called Ugly Boy. Oh um, my god. Oh, oh, oh. Look, you are a rude, terrible person. You shouldn't treat people that way. <laughs> and um this is the story of um 
a boy who was beautiful. Beautiful Next. boy. And he gets ad- addicted to drugs. Uh, and it's his story of recovery. Uh, and I, I wanted to note the uh, lead actor in that movie was uh, Steve Carell. And who, who is known for his hijinks on The Office and, um, you know, his, his comedy uh, prowess in uh, like The 40-Year-Old Virgin and Dinner for Schmucks. But I just want to say that he showed his, his chops in, uh, and put down a great performance in Beautiful Boy. It was very heart-wrenching um, to see the trials and tribulations that the family went through <clears throat> in order to turn their son uh, back from the brink of drug addiction. And it's just a really great sentiment and testament to the resiliency of the human spirit. Um, aren't, aren't, all, aren't all movies supposed to do that? Um, but this one actually does work. Yeah, no, sounds amazing. No, I mean, I'm not giving it the props it deserves, but <clears throat> that is my number one recommendation. So we're going we're gonna to roll into my number two recommendation of 2018 movies you should see. I'm, I'm going to go with A Quiet Place, directed by John Krasinski. Okay. Another office guy for some reason. Yeah. Uh, I didn't notice that when I... Hard yes on that one. But another great um, testament to the family unit. I think Hollywood done and, done and did a goof. They accidentally made a, a movie that was completely against everything they're pushing nowadays. and. I don't want to give anything away if you haven't seen it um, because every second of that movie is worth your watching. And so for my next movie, we're going to finally talk about Incredibles 2. Oh my gosh. Yes. Uh, d- directed by Brad Bird. And yes, I did actually put this on my, um, on my list because not only... Not only was this 14 years in the making, uh, we're waiting for so yeah. long. Okay. Um, it actually was just a great movie. Great story. Um, I do got to say, though, um, they're not very good at catching bank robbers, are they? What happens in the first one? Like bomb voyage in the, in the first movie. I don't know if it's going to be a trope uh, in future movies, but at the beginning of both movies, they let a bank robber escape. Bon Voyage in the first one, Underminer in the second one. Um, so if you're if you're gonna if you're gonna if you're gonna hire a superhero for a bank robbery, I wouldn't I wouldn't put uh, the Incredibles family on the top of your list. Just saying. Zach, you gonna you gonna list a movie? Give us a movie. You know, I am, I am. I All am. right, hold on. Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Here we go. That was my next one, buddy. One of the greatest movies ever made. I agree. We're now in the original Blade Runner year. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. We're getting some good. Well, that's the reason reboots why. from the eighties too. That with Blade Runner and Mad Max. Getting some really then some great reboots. Fucking awful ones too. Oh my! Gosh. I told him to mind his 
language, my lad. Well, I mean, we're living in a post Shrek world, right? Like, <laughs> there aren't any original. There aren't any original works of media. There, were, there was time before Shrek, and then there was time after Shrek. Yeah, there's yeah, there's B, there's BS, <laughs> and, and uh, there's AS, AS, on on Shrek. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, no, for real though, Blade Runner 2049, uh, one of the best films ever made, and especially in conjunction with the 80s movie Blade Runner, uh, is just if you have not seen either of them, go ahead, watch the original first, and it will make your uh viewing experience of the first one. Or I'm sorry, of the first one of the of the sequel, so much better. Those were really the only good movies that came out in 2018. <laughs> there really wasn't a whole lot. Yeah, well, I mean, one of the well, I got a, I got a, I got a. Yeah, you got one. Blade Runner came out. Blade Runner came out in 2017. Shh, we don't talk about that here. It did. No, it didn't. When did it come out in 20? I thought it came out. Yeah, no, it came out in 2017. All right. Well, it was it was relevant in twenty eighteen. It came out in October of twenty seventeen. No, it didn't. It came out January first, twenty eighteen. Oh, oh, oh! There it is, right there. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, now, now you're looking on the right website. The wrong calendar. You know who I hate? You know who I hate? Almost, almost more what, than what? myself. Almost more than myself. You guys. <laughs> I hate you guys almost more than I hate That's myself. That's why I gotta use a gregarian, <laughs> gregarian calendar. Everyone's using it. It's just Gregar- it's just- very gregarious. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, you got you got you got to get off that system, Butch. But anyway, um, those those were those were twenty eight those were twenty eighteen movies. And, One movie. Uh, hang on, hang on. One movie that I do have to mention um, that came out at the end of the year uh, and took the internet, at least, by storm uh, was the new Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse movie. Um, apparently... It came out like a couple of weeks ago, dude. Yeah, wasn't it at the end of 2018? No. Are you sure? No. What? No. Oh. Came out like last weekend, dude. Then the internet lied. Oh. The internet lied. We gotta then. get on the same calendar, guys. Come on. <laughs> anyway. Oh yeah, I, I, I must have been using anyway. the calendar that pushed twenty forty nine. Anyway, back. we need to seriously, guys. All right. So what you those need to, were your movies you for twenty eighteen. Looking forward to twenty nineteen movies that are coming out. Um, and I would be remiss if I did not say that. John Wick, Chapter Three, the final installment in that Parabellum. glorious, glorious, glorious trilogy. Yeah, I mean, we're finally, finally going to see it. We're finally going to see it. Like, is there any better aesthetics than Keanu Reeves holding a rosary in a promotional video? Is <laughs> good. Well. Uh, the only maybe better aesthetics are Keanu Reeves riding a motorcycle, a slashing people with a katana on the other. <laughs> Either way, 
you have not if you not watched the trailer for John Wick three, it's coming out April what eighteenth. Anyway, sometime around then. Anyway, so anyway, like I said, if you have not seen the trailer for John Wick three yet, go ahead and treat yourself. That being said, if you haven't seen either of the other two movies, go ahead and watch those first. Right. Because man. The John Wick trilogy is absolutely lit. So that's it from movie section for 2018. Sounds good. Um, but you don't have anything else to add, do you? Um, I got three horror movies. I'm just going to run through. If anyone out there listen is uh, interested in good horror movies, go for it. Annihilation is the director of Ex Machina starring Natalie Portman. Uh, that's pretty wild. Um, very interesting and great visuals. Same pretty much goes for Suspiria. Warning, if you're a little squeamish, you won't like it. So stay away from it. Which one? Annihilation? Suspiria. Oh. Check it out. Um, Halloween. Halloween reboot was all right. Some fun, not worth paying money to see. And oh, what was the last one? Okay. Are you not going to talk about Hereditary? Hereditary came out. This, I guess it did. I just felt like a long time ago I saw it. Yeah, Hereditary. I, I hate talking about Hereditary. Well, you know what? You know what? It feels like it feels like a long time ago because like it's it's rough. It's a rough. Movie. When I left the theater, I hated it, and when I saw it, Hereditary, I realized Hereditary does not have the official floated seal of approval because. It is an it's app. Divisive. It's rough. Yeah. It's really rough. Yeah, it's movie. polarizing. Um, if you're really into horror and you're willing to sit down and watch something that you know going in that you might despise and hate and be disgusted by, then go for it. Um, you might be surprised. But yeah, as far as recommendations, I would recommend Annihilation for sure. That one's a great solid movie and Halloween's fun. Wait, didn't they do a Halloween, Halloween reboot like 2006? Yeah, they do like, yeah, they did a Halloween reboot. I think 2006 was Rob Zombie directed actually. Oh, but the director of this new Halloween was the same director as Pineapple Express. Hmm. Um, and actually there's some really oddly, uh, it has some really hilarious moments in it. Huh. And then it's quickly changes to really graphic violence um like not like funny graphic violence either that was kind of odd it would be hilarious at one point like with great dialogue between some kind of bit characters and then there'd be a pretty gruesome murder scene or whatever uh it's a weird weird tempo but um i had fun watching it um yeah worth checking out all right well Oh, you know what that sound means, boys. It's about floated. All right, everybody, go home. Um, Be sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. You can find us on all three at FloatedPod. Be be sure to go follow there. And show you boys some love. That's it. God bless. Good night, boys. Bye.